Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, designed to help clarify the process of loss and grief through shared experiences from myself and others living through loss. I'd like you to consider this podcast your resource for strength while navigating your grief journey. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 97. I will contrast and compare common myths and realities of grief while sharing my experiences through this podcast, my blog, and on social media. Together, you and I will build a community resource to help society better understand grief, how it affects us all as we attempt to move forward, and how best to navigate our grief journey. Now, I invite you to join the community on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both over at journeytograteful.com. Please consider rating and reviewing the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Sharing your experience with the show can help to deliver the podcast to many people in need of an insightful grief resource. And as you grieve, your support system of family and friends has helped you navigate your loss, and in the same manner, so will this podcast and our stories. Now today I'm introducing a very unlikely subject for a grief-based podcast, AI or artificial intelligence. The idea here is to use, for the very first time personally, an AI resource to answer prompts or questions about grief and see what the results are. The overarching idea here is to compare and contrast what the AI source produces versus what I've attempted to communicate through 96 episodes to date. This should be a very interesting episode. So let's dive into this very odd and potentially enlightening experiment. Why should you listen to what I have to say about grief? Now, it's a fair question to ask, and I actually hope it's something everyone listening to this podcast asks themselves at one time or another. But why? Well, because it's important to me that everyone listening here include their own experiences and common sense when listening, and their own voices, if you will, just like myself. Now, taking into consideration that everyone's experience may be different and that when you add to the mix the things you've lived through, experienced, and are still dealing with every day, this podcast becomes a more powerful resource because you include yourself in what I share with you and you apply it, when appropriate, to your life as it is today. To impart this idea, I thought it might be interesting to see what another resource has to say about grief. Now, in this case, I've chosen AI, or artificial intelligence. Now, in our lives recently, AI has become much more prolific in its use and importance in our world and throughout society, and it's safe to say the possibilities and uses for AI is growing each and every day. AI is used in various industries and sectors in today's world. Some of the uses and benefits of AI include the following, like automation, where AI can automate repetitive tasks, allowing humans to focus on more complex and creative work. This increases efficiency and productivity in industries such as manufacturing, logistics, or customer service. 
And again, another one is personalization, where AI logarithms can analyze large amounts of data to understand individual preferences and behaviors. This enables personalized recommendations in such places as e-commerce and entertainment and marketing, enhancing the user's end experience. And again, healthcare, where AI can assist in diagnosing diseases, analyzing medical images, and predicting patient outcomes. It can also help in drug discovery and development, improving the efficiency and accuracy of medical research. Another common use for AI is through virtual assistants, where AI-powered virtual assistants like Siri, Alexa, and Google Assistant can perform tasks such as setting reminders, answering questions, and controlling smart devices. They provide convenience and accessibility to users in their everyday lives. And finally, financial services, where AI logarithms can analyze financial data and patterns to detect fraud, uh, assess credit worthiness, and provide personalized financial advice. And this improves security, it reduces risks, and enhances decision-making in the financial industry. Now, overall, AI has the potential to revolutionize various aspects of our lives and is doing so already, making processes more efficient, improving decision-making, and enhancing the overall user experience in many situations. Which brings me to why I'm speaking about AI today in the first place. In my line of work, graphic design, branding, photography, and podcasting, AI is something that has become a learn-it-or-be-left-behind proposition. For those who might not know, AI has reached into the art and photography world where its power can now take prompts from an image you desire to see and create it using a world of existing images and combining those images with the power of extensive databases. In essence, we are already at a point in history where you could be viewing an illustration or a photo which was completely created via the power of artificial means. Now, through many friends and clients and colleagues in my business, or who engage my services, in fact, I find the talk of AI over the past nine months has increased significantly. Much of the reason is because AI has grown up, so to speak, and is far more impressive than it was even one year ago. So I recently had a very good friend and podcast host of Me and the Magic, Amanda, ask me if I had used AI within Google Drive yet. My answer was quite simple and honest. I told her no, but I was aware that I'd better start looking into AI pretty soon or simply be left behind in mere months. So I took that discussion and I turned it into a challenge for myself and thought, why not engage AI for this episode and see what all the data in the world and throughout mankind has to say about what I've spoken about through this podcast. So to get started, I downloaded ChatGPT, one of the most respected and used AI sources for this challenge. So here's what I did. ChatGPT responds with prompts given to it by a human user. Basically, you ask ChatGPT a question with 
as much parameters and details as you need it to consider, such as list the top 10 reasons to live in Central Florida in the winter. Keep in mind, AI obtains its information from a wealth of databases, both populated by humans and learned through texts and written word throughout the world. The responses will be as detailed or as vague as the prompts you provide. So here's the first prompt I gave it to respond to. List the top five myths about grief and the reasons why they are myths. So myth number one, grief follows a predictable timeline. And the reason it gave is, in reality, grief is a highly individual and unpredictable process. It varies greatly from person to person and can last for different durations. There is no set timeline for grieving, and it is important to respect each person's unique journey. The second myth ChatGPT came up with was, time heals all wounds. And the reason is, while time can help ease the intensity of grief, it does not necessarily heal all wounds. Grief is a complex emotional experience that requires active coping and support. Healing involves actively working through the pain and finding healthy ways to adapt to the loss. The third myth is, grief is only about sadness. And the reason why this is a myth is because grief encompasses a wide range of emotions, including anger, guilt, confusion, and even relief. It is a complex emotional response to loss and can manifest differently for each individual. It is important to acknowledge and validate all the emotions that come with grief. And the fourth myth, grief should be kept private. The reason this is a myth is because grief is a natural response to loss, and it is healthy to express it openly. Keeping grief private can lead to isolation and hinder the healing process. Sharing one's feelings and seeking support from loved ones or support groups can be beneficial in navigating through grief. And finally, the fifth myth that it came up with, grief should be resolved quickly. And the reason for this myth should not be a surprise. Grief is a long-term process that cannot be rushed or resolved quickly. It is a journey that requires time and patience. Trying to suppress or avoid grief can prolong the healing process. It is important to allow oneself to grieve fully and at their own pace. Now, as you can see by the list it provided, every one of them, are not only common sense and very sound in their reasoning, but they are also things you may have heard in many of the episodes of this very podcast. Time heals all wounds is one that I would like to note here. I appreciate how the answer began. While time can help ease the intensity of grief, it does not necessarily heal all wounds. Grief is a complex emotional experience. Now that right there, that's pretty much right on point and a common theme throughout this entire podcast. Found in many books or additional online resources you may run across on the internet. So far, this experience shows how impressive AI has become, and take my word for it when I say these short prompts I'm testing it with is nothing compared to the things I've seen presented to show the power, the true power of AI. 
Now I went on to prompt it again, and this time I asked it to provide five suggestions that can make moving forward easier. And this is what ChatGPT came back with. Here are five suggestions that can make moving forward from grief and the death of a significant loved one a bit easier. Number one, allow yourself to grieve. It's important to give yourself permission to feel and express your emotions. Suppressing grief can prolong the healing process. Number two, seek support. Surround yourself with a strong support system of friends, family, or even support groups. Sharing your feelings and experiences with others who have gone through similar situations can provide comfort and understanding. I can attest to this particular answer, especially with groups. I've often mentioned in in previous episode, I did so as well, how often the bereavement group that I belong to, when new Comers come in and are so relieved that they finally found comfort and understanding within the group. Number three, take care of yourself. During times of grief, it's critical to prioritize self-care. This includes getting enough rest, eating well, and engaging in activities that bring you joy and relaxation. Number four, honor your loved one's memory. Find meaningful ways to remember and honor your loved one. This can be through creating a memorial, participating in activities they enjoyed, or even starting a charitable endeavor in their name. And finally, number five, seek professional help if needed. If you find that your grief is overwhelming and interfering with your daily life, it may be beneficial to seek professional help from a therapist or counselor. They can provide guidance and support tailored to your specific needs. So ChatGPT went on to conclude with this. Remember everyone's grief journey is unique, and it's important to be kind and patient to yourself as you navigate through this difficult time. Now, I personally would say, bravo AI, well done. Although not diving too deep into any specific experiences because it wasn't prompted to do so, it does provide solid advice which, from experience, is exactly the advice I find to be valuable and, above all else, realistic. And that's really important. We need to keep in mind as we deal with grief, being realistic as much as possible is extremely valuable. I'll admit the previous suggestions provided through AI may be a bit simple and kind of straightforward, but all we have to do is add a bit of voice to it all, story, if you will, and you will feel the necessary human aspect of those suggestions come alive. Bottom line with this experiment here, AI has successfully provided us a solid base of information and solid suggestions as they relate to grief. But the best way for any of us to walk through our grief successfully is dependent upon the humans in our life. That human aspect is priceless. It always has been and it always will be. Support and friendship, hands to hold and ears to bend will never be replaced by AI. Comfort doesn't necessarily come through words or books on a written page, but through those willing to listen and be by your side when we simply need someone in the room to feel their love and to understand our loss. 
Now, sometimes the best ways to support someone is not through even your responses, but through your presence. I can't express enough the importance and the power associated with reaching out to someone going through grief. And I've mentioned this before, and I will risk repeating myself over and over again. Asking someone you are trying to support to join you for a walk or grab a cup of coffee at their favorite cafe works wonders, especially if they have lost the person they used to do those things with. We all understand how change can be difficult for some and challenging for others. So I'd like you to consider this. Since we're in the first week of September at the recording of this episode, I'll relate change to the seasons we are experiencing throughout the year and the changes associated with them. Now, for me personally right now, the boys are back in school. Thus, for me, it's a season of change. Daily schedules change and adjustments are needed to get into an almost new way of life. Some may struggle with this a bit more than others. Now, consider this season of change being the absence of the person in your life. One who you saw and interacted with every day, or even a parent you would check on during the week. This isn't something that affects you just the first year or the second. It affects you each and every year going forward. I hope that will allow you to better understand how something as simple as a phone call or what let's do lunch could possibly mean for someone in that position. And this is the best way to illustrate the importance of that human touch, the face-to-face interaction, and the being there for someone living with grief. Now, that's interesting. I don't know if I've ever used that phrase, living with grief. And that's what we're doing, or that's what we're trying to do. Live with grief every day, through the seasonal changes, through birthday parties and the accomplishments of our children, through the weddings we are invited to and the theater events we share with friends. We are living with grief, even in those instances. Now, the truth, grief isn't something you can pack away as you head out for an extended family wedding or this week's high school football game. Because you will always have those moments at those events when you secretly wish for your person to be at your side where they belong. Now, shifting a bit to wrap up this episode, artificial intelligence, like most every other technology through the decades, has its place. As I've shown here, it confirms my thoughts, my comments within this podcast, your beliefs, and the overall truths of grief. But AI does not provide the much-needed comfort and understanding. That still requires a human. It does provide, however, confirmation that we were on the right track with educating society about grief, and more importantly, about the myths of grief. So here is my hope that you find yourself sharing with others these fine points of grief when you hear someone mistakenly generalize a myth of grief. That when you can, you share with others some insights on grief that you may have learned here or elsewhere. And above all, that you become more aware and become a person that is there for someone that needs your support. A list of grief myths and things to do to get through grief 
are one thing, but your personal touch and your friendship is something far more important. Thank you again for listening to the Journey to Grateful podcast. I am thankful for you taking the time to listen to this podcast and sharing it with others. I encourage you to stop by the community on social media, share your own story and insights on grief, and join our family in helping others on this path. You can head over to journeytograteful.com community to find ways to join the conversation and make a difference through your story. Now, while you're on the site, sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter designed to provide you inspiration and motivation. And if you would like a more personal connection, I invite you to connect with me via email at tim at journeytograteful.com. But let's not stop there. Please call me or leave me a voicemail, and you can actually text me. The number is 262-298-2428. That's 262-298-CHAT. And lastly, help me build this community broaden my reach, and support my mission by reviewing this show and telling others why you listen over at Apple Podcasts. I've provided for you a leave a review button at the journeytograteful.com homepage and podcast page. Your support of this podcast through your comments is a powerful thing you can do today, and I thank you. Today I'd like to close out the episode with a walk back to the origination of this podcast and specifically its name. The idea of our journey with grief focusing on being grateful for what we have had over the years. The following quote is not attributed to anyone specifically, but I believe it's appropriate for everyone involved. Because it narrows down the vastness of grief to the blessings we should feel for the time we had with our loved one. Our joys will be greater, our love will be deeper, our life will be fuller because we shared your moment. Thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any previous episodes. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.